Good morning, nation of the SFL, wherever you are and whenever you hear this. I hope you are healthy and at peace. I'm Brian Craven, and this is Coach's Corner. We are coming up on the final week of the regular season, and the playoff picture remains clear as mud. We had some league icons hit some big milestones this week. The race for expansion teams started up in earnest, and a whole bunch of new rookies got assigned to their new teams on the junior circuit. We'll take a quick peek at the upcoming week and hand out the cool awards. So let's get this show on the road, so to speak. Of the 20 teams in the league, an astounding 16 are still eligible for the playoffs. Arizona and New Orleans need a lot of things to go right to get in as they both sit at 4-7, and seven, and just ahead of them are five teams at 5-6. and six. Chicago sits alone at 6-5 and five, and another five teams are 7-4. and four. Vancouver at 8-3 and three needs to win to hang on to the number two spot, and Atlanta clinched the number one spot rolling to 10-1. and one. The Swarm are no doubt the favorite going forward, but in this topsy-turvy season, almost anything can happen. opened up applications for new owners vying for the two expansion slots for Season 15. The Discord was treated to several screenshots of prospective uniforms and team branding. From the outside, it's hard to say who might be the favorites. Personally, I liked Optimus Klein's San Diego entry the best, but I am sure whoever gets their bids accepted will do a great job. This week, we also saw the incoming rookies start turning in their player builds for the minor leagues. I got several notifications throughout the day as a steady stream of new players were assigned to the San Jose locker room. The miners look a bit thin on the defensive side for personnel, but we've got some players there with good value. There are bound to be some adjustments during this first season of SFLM. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cool awards were a foregone conclusion this week, as we had some long-time players hit some big milestones. We also have one of the coolest pick sixes we've had all season on the list. First up, we have Houston's favorite son, wide receiver D.R. Sim. The doctor came into the game needing one TD for the all-time record touchdown receptions, and just to be sure, he got two of them, along with 12 receptions and 165 yards. Demond was one of the first people I met when I joined the league, and has been one of the classiest people we have on and off the field for a long time. Congratulations, Mr. Sim. Nobody deserves it more. Depending on the context, having your nickname end in Bomber can be a bit of a problem, but for Matt Wilson, it's definitely a term of endearment. The Bronze Bomber now stands tied with Rocco Marconi as the all-time leader in touchdown passes. It's another one this coming week, we'll have our first two-time cool winner. I'd say the odds are definitely in his favor. 
Next up is a man who has caught a few bombs from Wilson and probably thinks he would have gotten to this milestone sooner if only tight ends weren't discriminated against in the SFL. Mike Gaggs went over 4,000 yards receiving, put himself in second place among tight ends all time, behind Tiberius Bovine. Some of you may know Mike for his dulcet tones in the broadcast booth, but he's not bad on the field either. And last, we have to go with Las Vegas Fury safety, Mac Jackson, who made an ultra-athletic interception and then motored 97 yards to the end zone in a win over Arizona. But as spectacular as that play was, it was only one of three interceptions to go along with 10 total tackles, a sack, and a pass defended by Jackson. It was such a good game, my bass brother Doug Day started telling me he wanted to play safety next season. I can't say I blame him. As we move closer to the end, I want to leave you with a funny story not about my dad, but rather my mom. My first year coaching football was a little more than a year after my dad passed away, and my mom really enjoyed going to my games. I was the defensive coordinator for the JV squad and the linebacker and running back coach for the varsity. Mom was in her 80s and had a little trouble navigating the bleachers at our home stadium. But fortunately, I could park my SUV right up close to the field on one end of the stands so she could sit in the truck and actually be closer than most of the people in the seats. Now, I usually kept things pretty light as a coach, and I jokingly told the players that it wasn't my father who taught me football, but it was my mother. The kids knew mom was there watching, and they would wave to her and say hello as they went out to warm up. Partway into our first game, I realized that whenever a big play happened, my mom was reaching over and honking the horn. Just after the halftime break, the ref made a, let's say, questionable call. All of a sudden, a long, loud blast came from my truck as my mom leaned on the horn so long I had to wave at her to lay off. Scowling at me, the ref said, do you know her? I was about to play dumb when one of my players blurted out, she's his mom. The ref stared at me for a second, and then burst out laughing. And on that note, our time together is at an end for now. This has been Coach's Corner. I'm Brian Craven. Good luck, and God bless, my friends. <laughs>